Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. That is one of my favorite verses uh, and a very important verse to our special guest today. That is Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. I am your host, Sandra Flack. Welcome to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. Um, Again, as I just mentioned, today I am thrilled to have a very special returning guest with us. I'll keep you in a little bit of suspense because first, I do wanna offer an update on my seven-month-old grandson, Killian. I am uh, just, just in awe of all that God has done because after three very long months in the hospital, This little guy endured two additional open heart surgeries, two heart catheterizations, but you know what? Killian and his parents are finally home. Thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for his full recovery. He's only really a few weeks out of that um, most recent heart surgery. Um, He needs to continue to gain weight and grow. uh, And really, even just being home a few days, had a checkup with the pediatrician, and he has uh, gained several new ounces. So um, he's, you know, it's just, it's just, we're just so grateful. Um, and, and thank you for your prayers. Um, for those of you who've been following this story and those of you who've been praying, we're so grateful. Um, and just we just thank the Lord for really being, you know, the faithful God that he is and answering our prayers. Um, you can follow our story. You can see pictures um, on our social media. Uh, my daughter um, has a special Facebook page, Killian John Cardiac Warrior. You can follow that for real-time updates and prayer requests, see pictures, and I often also share um, those posts on my um, Sandra Flack Facebook page, so you're welcome to follow and uh, friend and do all of those things um, to be part of that journey. Um, And it's just really, um, you know, over these very difficult seven months, Um, being able to share that with so many of you. There have been people across the country, around the world, following their story, praying for Killian, praying for his parents, and we just have seen the Lord answer those prayers. So we are forever grateful. Um, Killian is the firstborn son of my daughter, Missy, who joined our family way back in 1999 through a kinship placement. Um, As a relative, she came to live with us when she was eight years old. We later on adopted her. um, And that was really what the Lord used to sort of catapult us into this world of foster care and adoption and kinship care, um, because we eventually went on to adopt four more children after Missy. You can check out our family's um, adoption story in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. Um, You can grab a copy wherever you pick up your books um, and check it out. And if you enjoyed it, 
leave a review if you especially if you get it on Amazon it's super easy you can go back on and and leave a review um, and I love to read those and I would love for you to do that if you get it there uh, before we dive into today's episode and and uh, check in with our special guest uh, we do have an important announcement. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their Hope for the FASD Journey, a virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith-based community includes an online bi-monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training forward slash F-A-S-D. And coming up, I'm offering a free 45-minute lunch and learn introduction to FASD. I don't know, maybe I should say it's an hour because really I do a 45-minute presentation and then I stay on the call for the rest of the 15 minutes to answer questions that um, attendees have. I do it via Zoom, um, so it's virtual. I can do them also in person, but the one coming up, lunch and learn, is on Friday, February 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I also have on the calendar another FASD three-hour deep dive, and I use um, the facets neurobehavioral model. I introduce that um, in that three-hour deep dive. That is scheduled for Wednesday, March 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There is a registration fee for the three-hour, um, and we do provide certificates um, for uh, all of our trainings. So to register for either, because you have to register for either one, whether it's the free lunch and learn or the three hour, um, you have to get the Zoom link. So you have to register and you would do that at our website, justicefororphansny.org. Just click events and you'll get to see all of the upcoming trainings that we have and you can register for whichever ones you like. Um, I also am working on getting on the schedule um, an 18 hour deep dive. It's a deeper deep dive than the three hour. I, you know, really unpack the facets neurobehavioral model. Um, pretty much we will do it in six three hour sessions. So like every week um, for three hours a week um, to get that 18 hours in there. Um, that is, uh, we're, we're, our team is looking at that and we're trying to get that on the schedule. So that will be coming up in early spring. Probably I'm hoping to start that in sometime in March. So stay tuned um, to this podcast and to our social media and to our website, justicefororphansny.org and then click events to find out about all of those trainings. Also, another amazing resource that we have for you is our bonus episodes with Dr. Jared Brown. Um, he specializes in trauma, FASD, autism, 
attachment, like all of the brain things. This is a series of episodes that focuses on topics of particular interest to adoptive and foster parents like us. Um, we, you know, we've covered prenatal trauma, complex trauma, FASD, screen time, executive dysfunction, um, inappropriate sexual behaviors, which is a very important topic if you're parenting teens. Um, working memory, cognitive flexibility, alexithymia, like all of these things. Regular episodes of this podcast that you are listening to right now drop, new episodes drop on Mondays, but this special series with Dr. Brown, we're considering them bonus episodes and they drop on Fridays. So some weeks you'll have our regular Monday and an extra Friday podcast. Of course, you can listen to them any day of the week that you want, but I'm just basically explaining that some weeks you'll be getting two podcasts from us um, when we release our episodes with Dr. Brown. We're going to do about roughly 21 episodes with Dr. Brown. They are very, very popular among our listeners. So stay tuned for them. You can go back through um, our, our podcast lineup and check them out. You're gonna if you if you haven't listened to any of them yet, you are gonna want a notebook um, and be able to sit down and take notes because it's just really content you will want to listen to you know, probably at least a second time and you're going to want to have notes because it's, it's really excellent um, information. So please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode and so other adoptive foster and kinship caregivers uh, can easily find this show because uh, then, you know, the podcast powers that be will know that this is a podcast that folks in the adoption and foster care space really want to know about. So when they're searching, our podcast will appear. Um, So we want that to happen. So please, please, again, subscribe and even leave a review. We really want to make sure that everyone on this journey is encouraged and equipped. So now to our very special guest, I'll let the cat out of the bag, Natalie Vecchione. Natalie describes herself as a child of God who was broken by life, but saved by Christ. Her journey involves many trials and tribulations, do-overs, reinvention, and most of all, redemption. Um, She is an adoptive mom of two through domestic adoption. Her oldest is diagnosed with an FASD. Uh, She is co-founder and host of FASD Hope. Um, If you're very familiar with the FASD Hope podcast, which just celebrated 61,000 downloads, that's like got to be record breaking or something. Um, Natalie also co-authored the book Blazing New Homeschooling Trails. Um, She has also co-founded and co-leads the Hope for the FASD Journey support community with yours truly. So please welcome my soul sister, Natalie Vecchione. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Sandra, my soul sister. Hey, this is like round two for us. Our listeners don't know that, but (laughs) technical difficulties. It's hard to press a button with a finger some days, you know. Um, Anyway, I am thrilled that you are back on the show. You are a frequent flyer here, and we just decided you're going to be a more frequent flyer in in, in the months to come. Um, So, yeah, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you listening, Sandra and I talked and text 
so frequently, you know, throughout the week, uh, multiple times a week. And, and, uh, especially in our hope for the FASD journey community, you know, we, we get to talk and plan and, uh, which we'll talk about hope for the FASD journey yeah. community in a little bit, but, um, yeah, Sandra is my soul sister and, um, I am just so, so thankful, um, for you and for everything you do and for your beautiful family. And, um, I I had to go radio silent and yeah. uh, I wanted you and your listeners to be the first to, to know why the why behind the journey of what happened. Yeah, because for, for those of our listeners who do know you, because you have a vast following from your FASD Hope podcast, um, and, you're, and, and you're an amazing advocate as well in the FASD community. But for those who know you and have been following you, you did all of a sudden kind of go off the grid there not too long ago and went yep. radio silent. Um, you did Very reach abruptly. out to me. Yeah, so you reached out to me. I knew what was going on. Uh-huh. Um, but for, for those who, you know, who may not know, um, you know, I, I wanted, we wanted for everybody to have an opportunity to hear from you. And I know that you were going through some difficulty. You've kept the faith, though, every step of the oh, way. You I have was on my knees so yeah. much praying to the Lord and just not only praying for, you know, favor for provision, but also just giving thanks that, you know, we'd make it through a day and <laughs> make it through another day. So yeah. yeah, And you have and here you are. And and as always, you have hope to offer us. But share with us what's, what's been going on. So for for those of you um, who who listen to FASD Hope, um, Sa- first of all, Sandra was my inspiration in becoming a podcaster, because Sandra is the reason um, for many things in my life. Um, she's the reason that God put it in our heart to have our daughter because I was listening to her back in the day, like, you know, what was it, eight years ago when she used to be on the Sound of Life radio and doing your radio show. Um, you know, in May, she did a foster care month and, and you know, that was 2014 when we started homeschooling. And then, you know, we adopted our, our daughter, the following year in 2015. And that was the first time I was on your show. And then we met and you can hear all that in our, our past recordings. We have probably <laughs> three episodes explaining, you know, the, the development of our relationship. Um, so, you know, uh, John and I, when we co-founded FASD Hope in October, 2020, um, we, we've always been transparent about our family is not perfect and we're not trying to teach or sell you anything. We're just trying to, to give you a window into life of a family, you know, with, with um, a now adult son with FASD and um, things were going great, you know, Um, gosh, I can't. And, and, you know, writing up the updated bio for you, I can't believe I did 163 episodes. I'm like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. No wonder my family was like, who are, yeah. Um, but you know, we we did all those episodes. I guested, I presented. Um, you know, I, I was part of your book launch team. Uh, Cindy and I co-authored, you know, Blazing New Homeschool Trails. Um, I helped Kenny LaJoy. I edited and helped his release of his book, which is amazing. I, I did that last year. Um and, you know, I would share, John and I would share, especially in our dad cast, we would share what was going on with, with our son and how, you know, um, last year in 2022, he wanted, he, he expressed that um, 
in a very um, in a very firm way, he expressed that he no longer wanted to live on our property. So uh, in the, in at the end of 2021, in December 2021, he and two um, two friends um, who at the time we believed they were supports and they under at the time we believed they understood FASD. Uh, he moved into an apartment with them. Um, not too far from here, very, very close to our home. And at first it worked out well. At first it worked out well and we were able to a- accommodate from afar, you know. Um, but then things started to spiral. You know, one of his roommates really was was wrestling with a lot of things. And his other roommate, who was really his best friend at the time, um, was never around. So it really went from what we were thinking was a supportive environment to um, a very um, chaotic environment. And we know that our kids in chaos don't mix. In fact, it exacerbates a lot of those primary, secondary, and tertiary symptoms. So he left the apartment, I'm going to say it was like around July. And... We went back to plan A, which, uh, you know, I talked about in Blazing New Homeschool Trails was converting one of our workshops into like they call it an ADU accessory dwelling unit or whatever, basically kind of turning it into like a, a almost like a tiny house. Um, and Nick was actually a part of it. And it was great. It was great. I mean, they took this dilapidated workshop and they turned it into a space where Nick could just be and and, you know, and hang out and just not be with us. And uh, that physical boundary is what I learned. Now, looking back, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty. I realized that he really needed physical boundaries, you know, and and that separation from us from the house was was something that his mind needed. So, you know, just 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 kind of like in a uh, funny uh, haha, funny, sad thing. Uh, we finished, uh, renovating the workshop, you know, made it his space. He lived in there for three weeks and then he was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be on your property. I don't want to be, you know, and, and again, going back to that, um, that gap of chronological and developmental, you know, age that we all know happens with FASD. Um, he wanted to do the things he wanted to do and he knew he couldn't do them here on, on our property. So he just wanted to be off of our property. So gosh, you know, at that time in October was when I really, we were just jamming. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. recording and we were just, you know, we had just launched Kenny's book and you and I had just launched hope for the FASD community I was just so busy and I loved it and I I thrived and, and it was just great. And when, when Nick said, I don't want to be here anymore. I, the first thing that came, I felt like the Holy spirit put Exodus 14, 14 Mm. into my heart and the Lord will be still, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Mm. And I felt like that was, I felt like the Lord was telling me, you need to walk away from everything and minister to your family. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's happened in our FASD journey before, you know, when we started homeschooling before we had Gigi, we started homeschooling Nick and um, I walked away from everything. 
I, I was, you know, going around the country presenting about music therapy and, and special needs. And I was working part time and I loved it. And then I had to walk away from everything so I could homeschool him. And I'm so glad I did because it was the best decision. <laughs> you know, I don't think he'd be where he is as far as like um, what he learned in his school experience if, if we had not homeschooled him. So really, when he said that, um, I just I I prayed and, and John and I prayed together and I said, I need I need to end FASD hope. And originally the the decision to end was so we could help him, you know, get acclimated originally to the tiny house, but now to get him acclimated to, you know, his next steps. But then he made it very clear that it was it was going to happen sooner than later. So gosh, like honestly, I was planning on ending at the end of November and literally like the first week of November is like, oh, that's it. Okay. Gotta go. Sorry. Sorry, friends. Gotta run after my son. And um Gosh, Sandra, it really, I did not want it to end. I, mm -hmm. um, I love advocating and I love the friends that you and I have made in this journey. I mean, oh my gosh. And I, I love the connection. Um, but I knew that the Lord was telling me I needed to stop everything. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when we have to do that, you know? especially when it's something you love. It's really, really hard to, to say, that's it. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta do this one thing. So thankfully the one thing that I did not end because it actually is, is ministering to me is I, I told you when you were probably the second person I talked to after, you know, John and I decided, yeah, we're going to end FASD hope. And for those of you listening, the podcast episodes are still out there. Everything, yeah. all you know, the library's still out there. That's evergreen. So you can, you know, if you're listening to this episode, you know, now or six months or whatever, um, you don't have to worry about um, the episodes you, going away. You, yeah, you didn't miss out. They're still out <laughs> no, there in no, cyberspace. Still out there. And I would, I 150,000% endorse going to listen to them because I was a faithful subscriber and listener every week because it ministered to me. Um, you, and while my podcast that we're listening to, you're listening to right now is not solely about FASD, it's like probably talked about 90% of the time, right? Because it's the reality if whether you know or not, whether your kid has a diagnosis or not. It's highly likely something that, um, you know, is really what you're dealing with at home. So um, so I highly recommend and I love that fact that, you know, that that work was that wasn't wasted work. That was that was work that will just continue to bear fruit because it's out there. And I, I also wanted to say, as you've been as you've been unpacking this so far, because I know there's a whole lot more to the story, just, you know, the wisdom that you exercise and the sacrifice, you know, the Lord will honor that because that is not an easy thing to do. I know it was hard for you to do, but yet because of your faith and your relationship with the Lord, you knew what the Lord was saying to do and you knew you needed to obey and you did, even though it was so hard because we love what we're doing. I mean, I love all of the ministry things that I'm doing, but, you know, motherhood is ministry and especially when we're in this space caring for kids raising kids prenatally exposed or with other childhood you know trauma things going on in this space of adoption and foster care and kinship care um 
you know, that's our number one ministry. And it's a roller coaster ride because you're going to share how all of the ups yeah. and downs because you're, you're, you know, you're like, at like maybe the halfway point of the current part of the story. But yes. um, just I just I just want to say, you know, that I'm so proud of you. And I also mm-hmm. am like, gosh, I hope that if the Lord tells me to stop something, I will hear him. And I will have the wisdom to obey him. Because, you know, when you're in your groove, like you said, we love what yeah. we're doing. We love our kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know you and I, neither one of us would be doing what we're doing today if it wasn't for our kids and mm-hmm. the journey that we're on. It's just sort of a natural extension of our journey um, to, to just talk about this and to, to help others on the journey. But um, to know when it's time to let some things go and focus on what the Lord puts in front of us. That is spiritual maturity. That is wisdom. Um, and I just I just say, you know, way to go, because I, I, I that's hard. And I don't know if I could always, I think it would depend on the day if I, I would be able to do the same thing. But I want to, right? I want to say the right things. But um, but yeah, because that that was, and I, I talked to you. I know it was not easy. But yet at the same time, you were, you were you were adamant. You were steadfast. This is what God wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. That's what we have to do. And I think God will I think, honor that. You know, I I think I really had an ugly cry with our mutual friend and um, FASD United champion Jen Wisdaw when I told her. I I just had this ugly cry because I let her see the vulnerable side of I have no idea what's going to happen to our son, and I am not strong enough to keep recording and, you know, worrying about, you know, is is he going to, is he going to be in jail? Is he going to be in the hospital? Is he going to, to do, make a, a, a decision that will harm his life or, or harm him? And I, t- I remember telling her, so Jen, if you're listening, uh, my friend, um, you were part of this, this, this revelation. Like, I remember just ugly crying saying, Jen, I'm, I'm not that strong. I can't I can't keep doing this if something were to happen to my son, which is why one of the many reasons why I had to step back, because, you know, my, you know, our doing what we're doing now is there's no prevention of, of you know, there's going to be harm. You know, I'm, I'm not I don't I didn't do this to say, OK, now nothing's going to happen to him. No. In fact, the total opposite, like I kind of did this to to better prepare myself the way I should have five, 10 years ago, which you and I are going to talk about, you know, um, if I, I'm doing the things now that I should have done years, years ago in, in, in this parenting journey. And, and, you know, and we on this journey and because of all the advocacy and everything that we've learned, we know those primary characteristics of FASD, which I've been doing a, a series on this podcast of each one of those. Um, and then there's the secondary when we don't accommodate the primary one, primary symptoms correctly or adequately, secondary symptoms develop and then tertiary, right? So you've mentioned those um, and, you know, but sometimes when we know so much, we can scare ourselves because then we start thinking, you know, I know about, I know, I know, I know what could happen here, right? We, we, but we can't control those outcomes. I mean, that's, right. we have to do the best we can and every day, you know, make sure that we're, you know, following the Lord in that, whatever we're supposed to be doing. And, but we can't, we can't control, you know, just because, you know, I've got, 
I'm now a certified facilitator of the facets neurobehavioral model. That does not mean love it. that every day I know exactly what to do and I can do it perfectly and that all, and that my boys now will have these excellent outcomes. Nope. It just means that, you know, I can use my lived experience and my training to then educate and equip others who are on this journey because it's unpredictable. And in fact, in your story, you know, so you you had this incredible accommodation of a tiny house on your property so your son could be independent, but not, you called it interdependence, right? He's independent, but yet you're right there to, yep. Yep. Yeah, to be a support for him. And then, and it you lasted. know. Three weeks. And it lasted three weeks. And then he gets the brilliant idea that he's going to meet his online girlfriend and go move out of state, you know, and we all at, you know, he's 19. Is he 19 or 20 now? Um, No, he's going to be 21 this year. He's going to be 21. (laughs) Right. But again, he's going to be 21. Yeah. Dismaturity, much younger developmentally than that. Yep. Developmentally much younger than that. So then as any parent, as any of us in this space would, I'm sure that your mind went to all of those secondary and tertiary things can that, that can mm-hmm. now happen. Like you mentioned, yep. jail, you know, addiction, mm-hmm. all those things yep. that we worry about um, yep. are now like in the so, forefront. so much more in the forefront because now yep. he's he wants to move out of state. Yep. Um, yep. So so pick up on that part of the story because I know... So- I, so, so to, to to sum up the Cliff Notes version for those of you who read Cliff Notes like Sandra and I did, you know, um, so the the apartment with the two friends didn't work. He ended up losing the friends. Um, thankfully, actually, he c- reconnected with one of his roommates. So he kind of like is is that bid- bridge isn't totally burned. So that was good. Came back here, tried the tiny house, didn't work. Was going to run away to uh, out of state with this girlfriend, and then. Um, and that, okay, everything. And, and, you know, John and I are like, John is just, he's going into like detective mode. He's like, okay, we got to find out about the neighborhood. We got to find out, you know, it was amazing. And then Thanksgiving week, he's like, "Ah, I'm going to do something else, you know? And we're like, okay. And I remember him just, you know, he, he was, he was still here at the time. Um, he didn't physically leave until the beginning of December. Um, I remember him just um, yelling at us, just yelling. And, and um, of course, he, he, you know, I'm so thankful he didn't do this around our daughter, but he would he would do it at night and call us and just, you know, um, we know that was his anger and, and just all these things. And I had to say to him, and this was the first time, and for you listening who have um, young adult children, or even teenage children, and they want to do something and you're just like, you know, trying because you know it's just going to hurt. I had to tell him, it's okay. I'm letting you go. Mm Kind of like when we have loved ones who are going home to be with the Lord. If you've ever worked in hospice, if you've ever had a loved one pass away, I mean, this has happened to me multiple times where you have to physically tell them that. Mm -hmm. And I told him that. And when I did, and John told him that too. And when we said those words, it was like, okay, we, we Proverbs three, five, six, you know, that was like living it. It's okay. There you go. There you go on your path now. And so after that, (laughs) and you know, he, he kind of broke up with the online girlfriend and then he was, so this is just, you know, again, how the roller coaster just goes 
loop de loop now. He reconnected with someone who he thought was a friend um, who had just broken up with his girlfriend and was going to drive here and, and take him to a different part of the country and, 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 you know, have him work with him and everything. And this is so funny because the night that this, this literally that happened. So that was like the first week of December that happened. Well, um, I was, I was, talking with our wonderful community, our wonderful hope for the FASD journey community. And he's literally moving out and has his stuff in the back of his buddy's pickup truck as we were praying in the support group. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Our, our mutual friend was like praying for, you know, just saying, you know, please give Nick, you know, just for, you know, protection and everything like that. And that turned out just, just totally, totally wild because we, we later learned like, hours later that this kid was actually in crisis and um he just dropped nick off somewhere and then you know uh at at you know the work at, at where he was going to work and he just dropped him off and then just 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 left so thank goodness the kid's parents you know picked up nick and then john had to drop everything go out of state to get him and bring him back and my mom stepped in and my mom is really on this journey, especially in the past couple of years, she's really learned to understand FASD, you know, and, and that it's a brain based whole body disability. And she said, you know what? He, he's going to come stay with me until we figure this out. Mm. And I am so, so thankful. So he, he didn't come back because that was the boundary John and I had set. we said, if you leave, you can't come back and live here because that's the decision you, you, you are choosing, you are, you are making choices that we cannot allow here on our property. Yeah. And also and, you're taking into consideration because you have a younger child, a little girl, yes, our and, daughter, seven and a half. Yes. And so these boundaries also have a lot yes. to do with keeping her safe holistically. Safe. So, yes. um, yeah, you're not and just us safe too. And yes. John and I safe too, yes. honestly. Yes. You know, and that's something that we have to be very realistic on this journey um about, especially when our kids, loved ones get older and and those, you know, options are laid before them. You know, we we have to and it's going to happen whether you homeschool them, whether they're in, you know, private Christian school, public school, it's going to happen. And because of the executive functioning deficits that, you know, you've talked about, you know, we've talked about so much because of that impulsivity. In fact, because of, you know, um, what clinically is the vulnerable vulnerability, you know, uh, that vulnerable part of their brain that is receptive to, yeah, I can do that. I see no problem in that. So, yeah. So, um, he's been staying with my mom who's, who's close by. And again, that's temporary too, because we're really just trying to scramble to find housing supports and services, which, all should be provided by the state right now uh, because he is on the the waiver wait list. But, you know, he's been on there for six years and the average wait here where we live is 10 to 15. And, you know, that's that's another episode of uh, of the lack yeah. of supports and services. Um, but, yeah, so he's, you know, he's with my mom, but we know, honestly, he could he could run away. He could leave. He could go. 
he could have somebody pick him up. So we just pray, you know, and, and we try to keep the lines of communication open. He and my mom have like really established a relationship that I'm just so thankful for. Um, however, he still will call us and chew us out and tell us something and blah, blah, blah. And um, I think that setting that boundary of, okay, this is, this is your choice. This is, you know, and these are the natural consequences, you know, it's not a punishment. It's not anything. It's a, okay, this is what, this is what you and your, your brain have chosen. And, and, these are the consequences. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, so now, so now here comes the cautionary tale part of my journey. And, yeah, and I share this a lot on FASD Hope. I shared this so much, you know, there's so many things, John and I looking back that, you know, we should have done, but Sandra, you always say, you know, you can't blame yourself for what you didn't know when you didn't right. know it. You know? We don't know what you we know. don't know. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But once, once we know it, right, then then, then we've got to do, do something better. about exactly. it. And this is a roller coaster and the roller coaster yeah. probably isn't the ride's not over. Right. No, nope. um, no. Nope. But you 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 do. You can look back now, you know, and, yeah. and you you know that, uh, you know, maybe there's things you would have done different or like the woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell tell us, because I know that's what you were going to launch into there. You so, know, what, yeah. you know, what do you wish you had done? What are you doing now, now that you mm-hmm. know you need to? So a couple of years ago, when we started FASD Hope was around the same time, you know, shortly, we started a shortly after Nick turned 18. We should have, could have, would have, we should have started applying for things like SSI, SSDI, all those supports and services that our kids are entitled to and, and are, you know, eligible for when they turn 18. We should have, could have, would have, if I could go back, I'd do that, you know, but I was so in love with FASD hope and all the th- everything and advocating and everything. Oh yeah, that, okay, don't worry, it'll happen. And, you know, so we're doing that now. So if I can tell your listeners, prepare for that, what's coming up, you know, before it happens. So in other words, your your child is about to go to middle school and they've been in elementary school. school. Y- you know, maybe they're in fourth or fifth grade. Start preparing now. Find, start finding out now what's required of them. Start finding out what services are, are available. I know that this journey, you feel like you're just treading water many days and, and you're just gulping for air. When you can breathe, do the things that are going to help with that next stage. I, I so wish we could have done that. Um, so that's one of the things we're doing now is, you know, John and I are spending, you know, um, it, it's all this time, you know, getting papers together and submitting and doing this and that and tests and everything and appointments and all that stuff, you know, for these supports and services that um, that that are sparse and are very hard to find. Um, that's another thing too. I definitely would tell listeners, especially now, if you have kids who are older and say they're in their, their teen years and 
you're thinking about, okay, just get through high school, just get through homeschool. Um, we put all of our, I want to say, we put all of our eggs in one basket when it came to like his friends, when it came to like social activities, things like that. And know from our experience that as your kid gets older, 18, 19, 20, and their friends who may be neurotypical or maybe less affected or less impacted by their neurodiversity, as they start venturing and doing other things in the world that bring them more into, you know, a different community, know that your kid is, I can tell you, 90% with confidence that they're going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it's really hard. And that's what happened with us. Like slowly, every one of his friends, they didn't abandon him. They just went off and started living like 20, 21 year olds. And that is a huge part of this journey that you have to grieve and that they have to grieve. I wasn't prepared for it. I talked about it and I talked about it a lot on FASD Hope. But, you know, now we're scrambling to find places where he can go and meet people who are not going to take advantage of him or who are, you know, not going to be, you know, influences, you know, and and lead him to, you know, these tertiary symptoms. So don't put all your support (laughs) eggs in one basket. Yeah, we need to expand. That's one of the things that I've been discovering, you know, especially with my youngest, who's much more impacted, um, who's 17. And we are going through the process now of getting services for him lined up because, you know, when they turn 18 or 19 or 21, if they have an FASD or any kind of brain-based condition, it doesn't just go away when they become of age. They don't all of a sudden have it together. Um, This is a lifelong physical condition brain-based physical condition. So they're going to need supports and services all of their lives. And we have to begin putting that together now for our kiddos. And and I know our listeners are in all different states, you know, maybe even different countries who are listening. So it's what that looks like and how it works is different state by state, right? But you have to kind of become the expert in your state so so that you can get those things for your kid um, and jump through all of those hoops and, you know, fill out those mountains of paperwork now because, you know, like my 17-year-old is pretty... um, you know, compliant and cooperative now. But you know, when they're 19, 20 and 21, and maybe you're seeing this with Nick, they don't necessarily want to go to that neuropsych appointment that you have to have because you need that diagnosis, or whatever, like the earlier you can do it, the better because it's easier to actually get done. um, And then they need it for the rest of their lives. And as you were saying, it can become very isolating for them the older they get because they their peers go away because they grow up and go to college and get jobs and they get married and they move on. And yet our our kiddos are sort of, you know, you know, some and it, this is a spectrum. So we've got some higher functioning who can do some of those things. I have one that can drive, but I have one that most likely won't. You know, and that's hard when other people in the community are saying, oh, you know, do you have your permit? Do you have your, you know, and he's like, you know, no. So those are all the things that we have to plan for. I know one of the things that you did plan for is you got power of attorney at one point several years ago. Yes. Yeah, that's very. And and think about that, too. Um, 
if you have kids, even even in the you know, even if they're just starting high school or in that that the, that age range, think about your role in their lives after they turn 18, because, you know, once they turn 18, they can go into doctor's appointments or appointments without you. And and legally, you know, you you cannot be there unless they give permission. So that was I'm thankful that was one of the things we did do when he was 18 was we established power of attorney. Um, and, and it ranges every state. You know, you, you have um, guardianship type of centers. You know, you have legal centers that can help you with this. For us, what made sense at the time, and it still does, is is John and I have power of attorney. So that means that, um, you know, we're not his legal guardians, but, you know, if he were to get into a situation that required, you know, um, a medical decision or that required a legal decision that we, he has approved that we can assist with making that decision, you know, and he's actually very, even when he's extremely angry with us, he's very vocal about, well, you know, I still need you for this. I still need you for that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the other things that we did, which was very helpful was, um, and I shared this in our hope, hope for the FASD journey community, um, was financially, we, we found, um, uh, it's called true link and I'll give Sandra the link to, to share. Um, it's, it's a bank, it, well, it's really like a debit card for people, um, not just with developmental disabilities, but I believe for people with, you know, maybe beginning uh, Alzheimer's, you know, um, people that need assistance in financial decision making. Um, and we have that. And that has been great because it sets up really healthy boundaries where, OK, he's got this money. And if he wanted to buy something, because we know with our kids with our loved ones that have brain-based disabilities and, uh, you know, particularly FASD, time and money are those big, you know, abstract concepts. Yes, abstract (laughs) concepts, exactly. Um, So there are, you know, safety nets already built in with TrueLink. So, you know, he's not going to overdraft because it it just, you know, if he goes somewhere and he he buys something and doesn't have enough money in his account, it's just not going to accept, you know, it's just going to say, you know, uh, declined. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then also there's a limit, you know, there there's a spending limit. And the great part is too, is that we can, um, be alerted if if there's a a questionable purchase if i can say that like mm-hmm. uh you know um your your child young adult wrestles with you know something like perhaps say vaping or mm-hmm. say um you know something else you know um and they make a purchase you know and you're oh okay i see that started up again you know or and and i say vaping but it can be anything you know honestly like you know junk food or monsters you know oh because that's like a big one when when nick moved out of the house like he you know monsters like oh okay he can have you know mom i had three cans of monster today and i'm like "Uh." oh yeah you know (laughs) that kind of stuff so it, it helps you you know and of course you're you're not going to uh um, y- y- there's nothing you can do to change it, but it makes you aware mm-hmm. of of where you know those funds are going. So, so that's been uh, something we we did right. Um, a- another thing, one one last thing, Sandra is, um, and I share this when when we wrote Blazing New Homeschool Trails, Cindy and I, um, we had these plans, these wonderful plans, you know, um, and our plan was for 
Nick to be a, a carpentry apprentice and continue that journey. And, uh, you know, her plan was buckaroos with, with her kids. And, um, you know, we, we joke that our, our, uh, our sequel should be burning bridges <laughs> instead of blazing trails because, you know, a few of our kids have made decisions that are like, Oh boy. Okay. Um, you know, don't put all your plans into plan a, B or C. Cause we, we did. And, and we're on, I think we're on like what plan F or G right now. Yeah. You know, you gotta have be more than one plan. Yeah. You gotta be prepared to pivot, right? Because they're going to change yes. their minds. Pivot. <laughs> pivot, pivot that, that famous word from 2020, <laughs> oh, right? Like, that's you you right. gotta be prepared to pivot because they're that's going right. to, you know, perseverate on something else or get distracted by something else or some other yep. great idea. Right. And yep. you know, that, that lack of impulse control, Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, oh, wait, no, I want to go do this now. And yep. it, it can be very, very hard. But yeah, so we, we got to plan, we got to prepare, but we have to be flexible. And um, yeah, all of those things. So I know through this. Finally, pray. Yes, yes. I could not have. And, and we had this discussion with our, our community. You know, we, we talked about the, the, the P's. I think the four P's of disaster management is what we called it. Yeah. You know, you plan. You prepare. Um, what was the fourth one? I, I don't know. The fourth one was pray, but there was there was an under there was a third one. I'll, I'll remember it as we're talking. Either that, I'll remember at midnight tonight. Yeah. But, <laughs> but pray, yeah, pray, yeah, and for sure. um, don't let this take you away from your faith because I yeah. could have easily just thrown myself into FASD hope more and just said, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to keep working through this and everything. But when you hear that small, still voice saying, you got to walk away. Yeah. And, and I listened and I, I have a hard head, (laughs) you know, I, I, so many times in my life, you know, the Lord is, is the Holy spirit has you know, guided me to something and, you know, kind of like my Nineveh, you know, I, yeah. nope, 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 you know, and this one I had to, you yeah. know, so um, pray, pray, yeah. because pray. again, we can't control what our young adults and adults are going to be doing, but we can pray. Yeah. And, and I'm very, very thankful that I have a soul sister who's a prayer warrior. And we have this amazing group that praise with us and um and that this has brought me closer to the lord and and i'm thankful for that oh me too because that that was another thing that i noticed natalie as you've journeyed through this and this has definitely been a roller coaster and a test of faith at times right you know your faith has really sustained you through this time through this season so you know how like what did you do to not like lose the faith I spent more time in God's word. I really did. I, you know, and talking to you and you, you, you are one of my accountability people when it comes to my faith, because we got talking, I think it was like last fall. And you're like, you know what? I designate every morning. I have my time with Jesus. And I I remember telling you, I was like, oh yeah, my time's at night. And she's like, and you were like, but don't you want to spend the day, like start the day in his word? And I was like, yeah, I do. And and I was like, okay, what do I have to do to do that? <laughs> I have to wake up before my daughter. Okay. Oh boy. That, <laughs> you know? But 
you did. You held me accountable. And I do. I wake up now in the morning. Not only do I still have my time at night, but now I wake up in the morning and, and that's, you know, even before I get out of bed. You know, and and usually Charlie wakes me up. Our cat wakes me up, you know, like at 530. And sometimes I'll even do that when he wakes me up at 530. And if I have trouble going back to sleep, I'll just go ahead and start the day in prayer then. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, it's it really when you have people in your life who are your mentors in faith, which I consider you to be. Um, when you have people in your life that will help you be anchored in your faith, then it's it's much easier for you to say, God, you're in control. I'm going to pray. I'm going to rejoice in your word and um, and rejoice in the hope that that you are bringing me through this. So, yeah, I, I, I really think that. Um, the, I think the other thing, too, so answering your question, you having somebody accountable to help you, you know, in your faith, of course, you know, your, your spouse, your family, your loved ones, setting aside that time, devoting that time with the Lord. So you know that he's in control and that he's got this and he, you know, God is, is, is my child's heavenly father. He's our heavenly father. He parents, our children so much better than we do. And mm. I, I have a dear friend of mine um, who homeschools alongside with us. And she, she says that, you know, um, our, our children are on loan to us. Mm -hmm. True. You know, and, and reminding yourself of that, that, you know, when you walk with the Lord and when you draw closer to Jesus, you know, that our kids are not our kids. They are here on earth, but ultimately, you know, they're, they're God's children, just like we are. Um, and, and then I think finally, just, um, just really rejoicing in the moments. I praise him in the moments mm. that are valleys. I think oftentimes people praise God, of course, you know, when, when things are going well, but I praise him just as loudly in the valleys. And I did. I did. And, mm. and even when things got ugly and you, I, you know what, gosh, was it like the first week in December or the last week in November? I got out of the shower and it hit me. It hit me and I started ugly crying and you were the first person I called because John was with Gigi and I, I couldn't get to him. Do you remember that? I do. And I prayed with you on the phone. Oh. And I was yeah. ugly crying yeah. on the floor, my friend. Yeah, I was because again, it was, it'll hit you that, oh my goodness, this letting go could mean like letting go, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and you, you were my anchor or I should say, actually, you weren't my anchor. You were yeah. my life jacket. Yeah. We know who the anchor is. I'm pointing That's up. That's right. That's Not right. that anybody's going to see jacket. this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We know, we know who our anchor is. The Lord That's is our right. anchor. And really, you know, I just see because of your faith, because you were already in a personal relationship with Jesus, he's, you know, you're journeying this with you. He's journeying with, you know, we're together, right? We need the Lord to, to go through this. He's our anchor. Um, so you did those things. You were in the word and you increased your time in the word and and in prayer and, um, you know, you know, 
praising him even in the valley, right? I, I, I've talked and shared in our group about about my thankfulness journal and writing in that every day, even when it's hard to find something to be thankful for. But um, community, like we we have each other and we discovered a while ago that, you know, gosh, we need each other. So like, I bet there's other moms and caregivers out there who need this community too, because this is a very difficult journey. So I know you stepped away from some things that you knew the Lord wanted you to step away from, but you didn't fully step away from our our support group. So together we co-lead um, Hope for the FASD Journey. And it's for, you know, not, you know, you don't have to have kids diagnosed with an FASD, but even if you just suspect it, if you're, if you are a foster parent, an adoptive parent, or even a kinship caregiver, you know, it's highly likely that your kiddos were prenatally exposed. They could be somewhere on the spectrum. This group is for you to have that support because Natalie and I were finding that we so needed each other in this journey, along with the Lord, that we wanted to be able to open this kind of support up to other families who were struggling. So you took a brief hiatus from our group, um, but you're back, which I'm so thrilled. Yes. You were back on our, our group last week. So for our listeners who really might not know about this group, there is a lovely commercial at the beginning of my podcast that kind of you know tells you about it. Um, but to hear it from Natalie and I, and, and right now I just would love for you to share, you know, what is the importance, what is the value of being a part of the Hope for the FASD Journey community? So I think that Hope for the FASD Journey I think it takes community and I think we kick it up a notch into fellowship. And I think that fellowship on this journey is more important than community. I mean, community is great. You have community, but with fellowship, you go one step further and it's like, we're pulling each other through on this journey with faith, you know? And I love it. I'm getting like goosebumps as I'm speaking about it because again, the night Nick was on the truck heading out of state and I had no idea what was going to happen to him. It was a very small group. And and that was just before I took the hiatus for a month. Those ladies were praying with me. I mean, mm-hmm. we were praying, they were praying a hedge of protection. We were, you know, praying scripture and it was just amazing. We were crying and praying and to know that the people, our group has grown now, you know, um, we have, such a relationship, mm-hmm. not only with each other, but with the Lord. And so hope for the FAST journey community. Um, I, I, I think we should change it to, to fellowship, but that's okay. Let's <laughs> still call it community. So I think we, we, we do a few things. We offer um, this wonderful fellowship, a faith-based fellowship. Um, like Sandra said, your loved one does not have to be officially diagnosed. You know, you, you know, even if it's suspected, it's still, it's still great. Um, We provide because Sandra has, is completed, you know, she's, she's this wonderful um, teacher. You've always been a teacher, but now, you know, having gone through that facets year long training, um, Sandra really provides this wonderful educational component that so Sandra and I, we just had our planning meeting, I think, last week for for the year. And and every month, actually, I think every month and every every uh, we meet two times a month for educational and support. And we have different themes. And then uh, once a month we have our VIP conversations, which is essentially this. We interview 
guests that Sandra has had or have I had or mutual friends, people who are active in the FASD community, that can be a resource for our members. So we have, you get three meetings a month, which is amazing. Um, And like I said, two of those, we have uh, like a teaching topic in the beginning and then we have support. And then the, um, the, the once a month we have the VIP conversation. So we meet on Tuesdays. We meet the first, the second, and the third Tuesday of every month. And we meet at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and we uh, basically meet online through Zoom. And uh, we also have a Facebook, a private Facebook group so that we can, you know, we can share if people have prayer requests, we can share information. Um, I think last night I shared on there um, Sandra's trainings that are upcoming, you know, that are listed um, on the JFO website. I shared that to remind our community members, hey, there's trainings coming up. Um, So I think that we offer fellowship rooted in faith. We offer support, which is huge. And we know that being in the trenches with each other. It, we're we're each other's you know life per, life preservers life you know life rafts actually I think <laughs> and then we educate yeah. which is really great you know we we have this like three pronged mission um, and we're slowly growing and and that's I love that you know it's every month we have new members and I like to to joke and say we're small but mighty. Yeah. And, and and we are. We're like we are. the David, you know, of 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 the groups in the FASD community. It's like we're small, but we're mighty boy. Yeah. So I, and that was one thing I could not walk away from. I Aww. walked away from everything else. But again, I told you, um, not only am I invested in it, but it's a resource and a treasure to me too. I need yeah. the group just as much as, you know, our members need us. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. I get just as much out of it as we're putting, you know, into it just yes. to, to be able to have that fellowship, to be yes. able to have, you know, the elements of the educational components, the support components, the, um, you know, the VIP to be able to learn from others on this journey that t- to be able to have them. And then, you know, that's that's usually my favorite week sometimes because we yeah. get to have a special guest on. They share their story. And then at the end, we all get to ask them questions. So it's almost like a interactive live podcast, right? Because private podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to do that once a month. And then um, also with our our private Facebook group, every Saturday is Soul Care Saturday. Soul Care Saturday. Yeah. So Natalie and I take turns, um, you know, posting a video devotional. So it is a faith-based group. um, And, you know, so we're very comfortable talking about our faith and praying for each other. Other. A lot of times we close out the support group meetings um, and we'll pray for each other. So it's just that time, you know, because we find that, you know, there's education out there. Yes, there's other support groups out there. Yes. Um, but I feel like there's nothing like this group because we can pray for each other. You know, we share the word, we share our struggles, we share our stories, we ask questions, we share resources and, and all of that along the way. But, there, you know, there is that element of faith throughout it. And we're just, um, I just feel like it's a, a great group. So if you're, you know, if you are a Christian foster adoptive or foster parent, this group is for you, really. We need you. Um, you our need grandparents. We, yeah. We have Caregivers. grandparents in our group. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, we do. So it's to be able to have this this network because it's 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 a lonely journey and it's a difficult journey and we can't do it without the Lord. But we also need 
each other. You know, we have our, our family. We have, you know, we, many of us have spouses. Not everybody in the group has a spouse. Um, but we, we need each other to, 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 to sustain this journey um, and, and build each other up in, in our faith as well as this parenting journey. So um, I'm thrilled that it's, you know, I understand why the Lord maybe pulled you away from some other things, but I'm so grateful that he said you could still do the support group because we yes. just launched it in September. Um, and and um, I, I do believe that it is, it is something that um, is needed and it, it ministers to us and to, to the other group. So I'm grateful that it's something that you're able to, to continue to do. I'm so, so thrilled with that. Um, Absolutely. But gosh, of course, you and I could talk forever, but um, we do have to end at some point. But um, Natalie, as we wrap up, um, share with us some words of encouragement. Um, you know, you, you always ended your podcast with a hope takeaway, hope, right? My hope so takeaway. I want oh, you I to give us <laughs> give us your hope takeaway. Oh boy! So my hope takeaway. Oh, I, I love saying that. Forgot <laughs> how much I miss saying that. My hope takeaway is this: What happens tomorrow is going to be different than what happens today. And what you plan for for a year from now is going to look a lot different than what actually happens. So there are no constants in this journey of FASD. Mm. You can learn as much as you can, which I encourage you to do. You can prepare and find out what services, supports, and everything, and, and do that ahead of time, which I encourage you to do. Use our family's journey as a cautionary tale you know, glean the, the the great things that we did and then the other things say, oh, okay, yeah, we, we shouldn't do that. My hope takeaway is that there are no constants but mm. the Lord. He is our constant in this journey. And I could not see doing this journey without him. Mm. And this journey has brought me so much closer to Jesus and so much closer to understanding how much God loves not only me and my children and my husband, but all of us, you know, and we are learning from them. And mm. that when, when you can take off those judgmental traditional parenting goggles, which I still wear sometimes mm -hmm. and I shouldn't, but we all still slip those on. Mm -hmm. And then if you can take that off and, and just truly look at, okay, wow, you know, my child is the one Jesus would have walked to in a crowd. Mm. You know, my child is the one he would have gone to, you know, along the side of the road. Mm. So we have to remind ourselves that, just like that, you know, when we talked about community up a notch, this journey is faith up a notch. Mm. It really is. This journey will take your faith and it'll either break you, which I pray it doesn't. And I don't think it is right now. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to Sandra and I talk. This journey can take your faith and exponentially bump it up a notch. Mm. And that gives me hope because the things that the world tells us to do are oftentimes the things that we have to do the opposite on this journey. Mm. And when we 
put our faith goggles on and know that that's exactly how Jesus lived his life was the exact opposite of what the world expected him, then you realize what a blessing and an honor it is to be on this journey and and to do the things that we get to do. And it's not pretty. It's mm-hmm. it's cry on the floor, shower, get out of the shower, cry on the floor ugly where you need your, you know, your soul sister. But um, but in that brokenness mm. is beauty. And oh, we absolutely. need to remember that. Yeah. We need to remember that in this brokenness on this journey, there is beauty that not many people get to see. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom, for your faithfulness and and, and keeping your eyes on the Lord and, and being obedient, even when that was so hard. And just you're still this shining light of advocacy in the community, just being here with us t- um, on this podcast today and in the group um, and, and still all you're doing on social media. Um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I get to call you soul sister. And I'm so grateful oh, you are. <laughs> for your and, friendship. And, and update, hopefully Sandra and I will be meeting in person in May. Yes. So yes. we'll be taking, if you're on social media, we'll be taking t- pictures. That's something we're looking forward to. Yes, we're because we, we've met, we actually met in person <laughs> we did. once once yes. in our lifetimes, pre yep, yep. pre COVID, many years ago, yep, yep, before yep. either one so we'll of us, again. yeah, before either one of us even knew we were on the FASD journey, we still are in yep. awe of how the Lord has woven our stories together. But I had a conference, and you came, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and we just kind of sort of stayed connected. You were on my podcast a few times, and then you were on again because I saw your social media about something to do with FASD, and I knew you had moved to another state, so I had you on to talk about that thing without really realizing how much what you were talking about I mean you you saw it right you were able to like peg that and then we had like I think after we interviewed I think we stayed on the phone for discussion yeah yeah. Yeah. and then I ended up (laughs) homeschooling after that and then I ended up you know doing just like all of these things and And it just just grew closer yeah yeah so I'm just just so grateful that the Lord has brought us together and you are such an inspiration and encouragement um, to me personally and to the community and to our listeners today so thank you thank you so much for for traveling this journey with us oh thank you my soul sister I love you and I cannot picture doing this journey without not only without the Lord, but without you, you, you have been such an inspiration to me. And I'm so thankful how you've grown and this amazing resource and this amazing beacon of hope that you are for not only the FASD community, but for the foster care and adoption community. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast. I hope you feel encouraged and better equipped for your parenting journey today. Um, Next week, I will continue my series on the primary characteristics of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So be sure to catch us uh, next week for that. And then I do have some other very special guests, maybe not quite so special as Natalie, but I have some really wonderful guests coming up in the next uh, few weeks as well. Uh, Remember, uh, the uh, 
for more help and resources and support, you can check out um, our all of the resources that we offer on my website, justicefororphansny.org. Just great stuff for foster, adoptive, and kinship caregivers. The community, Hope for the FASD com- uh, Journey community that Natalie and I just talked about, as well as the free lunch and learns and the, the, the deep dives into FASD using the FACETS Neurobehavioral Model. Um, all of those things are available on our website justicefororphansny.org. You can click on either events to sign up for a training or click on, um, goodness, I think it's trainings and you will see the uh, the workshops for FASD because we offer we offer different different kinds of trainings but I focus on the FASD. Um, I would like to give a shout out to our business sponsors who help us do what we do at JFO: Tri Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Boundary Construction, National Bank of Kuksaki, and Coleman Insurance. These businesses care about children and families in crisis, and like I said, they help us do what we do. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a review so your fellow adoptive, fostering, kinship, caregiving friends can find the show and be encouraged and equipped too. You can also find and follow Justice for Orphans on both Facebook and Instagram. And me, Sandra Flack, I'm on both platforms as well. I am grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast, brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.